Guys, we are here to recap the single greatest episode in the history of Survivor. Do or Die, Season 41, Episode 11. Gideon, did it live up to the hype or did it surpass it? Well, Adam, uh, it, it, it was circulating around social media that Jeff Probst had apparently told a family member or a close friend or somebody else that this was going to be the greatest episode of Survivor of all time. And I got to tell you, it was not at all. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, yeah. No, I did not. We don't know if that was TV. real. We don't know. We don't yeah, know if that was I, I highly doubt that was real. I don't know what was so special about the episode, anything special about the episode that could make it the greatest, what quote unquote, non-finale episode of all time. Yes. And of course, we're referring to the episode as far as like Survivor, as far as the gameplay, as far as was there a big move? Was there an iconic moment as far as, again, the gameplay? Was there a huge... Uh, there was a huge twist, but the twist kind of sucked. But none of that happens. The episode was important. I mean, of course, referring to the um, the f- tribal council, which ended up being half, if not more than half of the entire episode. Of course, you know, it was an important conversation. Um, of course, I was kind of but, waiting yeah. for this conversation. I felt like it was coming all season. Um, right. And it happened, happened tonight. Uh, you know, sort of uh, was sparked with the fallout of sh- of uh, Shan's Shan being voted out was sort of what sparked the whole thing, um, and the, the falling of uh, the Power Four Alliance, which of course was um, an all black alliance that didn't make it to the final four. Um, so it was an important episode in that it was a conversation that um, you know we were waiting, we were sort of waiting for all season, and um, it it really wasn't a debate or an argument. It was. Seemed like everyone was on the same page, even someone like Heather, who you could tell doesn't have these sort of conversations or hasn't been exposed to. Even she um, chimed in and said she was, you know, kind of happy they they had that moment. But as far as Survivor gameplay, there was nothing special about this episode. It was clearly the worst pre uh, uh, post merge episode. As far as there was no big move, there was no like, you know power move there was no flashy moves there was no alliances being crippled there was no backstabbing there was nothing it was a pretty straightforward episode as far as gameplay um speaking of it's sort of all being sparked with Chantel being voted out we really didn't touch on that last episode um me and me and drew who filled in for you while you were uh turkey goblin um (laughs) speaking of which how uh how was your thanksgiving Oh, it was great, you know, spending time with my girlfriend's family in New Jersey. I didn't exactly have the time to go back home to Tennessee, Mm -hmm. um, but it was still good to be around some sort of family. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Watching the Cowboys. It was great. You know, know your your main true family is here on the Reality Pop Network, and I just want you to know that. Well, of course. Thank you. Of course. Of course. This is my real family, Reality Pop yeah um yes Chantel's uh comments when she got voted off i know we're now going back two episodes but kind of wanted to touch on it real quick uh what were your thoughts when she kind of said ricard um voting for you to win a million and um calling deshaun what, what did she call him a snake a snake a snake a calling snake. deshaun a snake yeah. um you know Ironic coming from Tent Chantel, who has played a snaky game. Yes. I thought it, I thought it would have had more weight on Ricard because right. usually, usually when you know that's like painting the target on Ricard's back. Yeah, maybe that was that, the point. So I was surprised. Yeah, I, I was surprised. Ricard took no flack, and Deshaun got all the flack you have to be snaky in survivor when's the last person who has won that has been snaky freaking tom natalie white (laughs) yeah exactly you know in this new school era of survivor you have to be a snake like what i don't know about i don't know about you but i mean if i was on the show i would i would embrace that right yes interesting Uh, she would say that again unless unless the whole point was to paint a target on 
Ricard and not on Deshaun because calling someone a snake, it's like, okay, now he's exposed. He's not as much of a threat. Saying I'm going to vote for you to win a million dollars. What happened this episode? Damn near every single contestant on this episode said Ricard is probably the biggest threat to win. So maybe that was her point. I don't think it was. It's true, but they're also like, you know, they didn't vote him out. Right. Right. And it seemed like it seemed like Deshaun was catching a lot of heat. Maybe he would have gone yeah. home over Ricard. We don't know because of this twist that we're gonna talk about, but Right. Well, and not only did they not target Ricard, but he sort of uh in one fell swoop and one big move by voting out Chantel sort of shifted himself as being the bottom five in the power alliance to now being pretty much the number one in a new power alliance because now Danny, Liana, and Deshaun went from power in the power alliance to the bottom three. And Ricard is is now in this alliance with Heather, Erica, and Xander. Um, Right. Ricard, I feel like Ricard probably definitely sniffed out that he was on the bottom of that power five alliance and he might have been unaware of the four alliance of all all black people so yeah yeah, um i do think it was a good move for him to to get to the top was it too early i don't know i guess we'll see uh, how 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 it turns out there's no way that we can you know gauge it even though his threat level now you know when the episode opened and ricard's getting the first confessional and he had kind of like this heroic music playing in the background i was like it was like this is exactly what people were saying on on social media is that Ricard's going to take on Chantel's edit now, and right. you know now Ricard's the top dog, right. even though at the beginning people were like, well Ricard's just riding coattails, you know, even though he wasn't, like, right. but now Ricard is this power player. Right. I don't know. It's it, it's it's been interesting to see the switch. Right. Yeah, a lot of people are like, why did he vote out Chantel? It was his number one ally. But look, he went from being number five on the totem pole to now probably being number one. Because really the only power players are him and Xander. And I feel like most people want... um, I feel like he has more say and more power than maybe tied maybe tied with Xander. It's kind of tough who has the most power right now because even though I feel like the Ricard has more social capital than Xander, Xander obviously has um, at least at the moment the extra vote. I know he uses it to, at the tribal council, but he also has an idol. So maybe that balances them out. But regardless, Ricard voting out his number one ally made him go from number five to number one. So I looking back now, it seems like as of now getting rid of Chantel was the right move. I mean, if, but personally, as of this episode, if you told me, Gideon, if you could, if you could take the place of anybody's game, like, and take, take, take their position, it wouldn't be Ricard. It would probably be Xander. Yeah. I think, I think Xander's in prime position right now with a big threat um in a good alliance but with a bigger threat than you people are more fixated on ricard than they are xander and then all you are is a if you think about it all you are is an individual immunity went away from the final four and to make fire if you're xander because he can make he he wins individual immunity then he plays his idol no matter what at five and then they can't vote him out at four he has to build fire now we don't know we haven't seen any indication. The only the only thing we knew about Castaways and Fire is that Nasir was good at it. So right. now that that's now that he's gone, you know, we're like we don't see who's making the fire stuff like that. But I mean, I think we also don't know if there is going to be one because no one's mentioned it the whole season. Eh, it's probably going to happen. I feel like I feel like if there was a change to the Final Four fire making, Jeff probably would have mentioned it at the beginning. But who knows? I'm just a podcaster. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I but I do think Xander's in prime position, and I I do think he has social capital, not as much as Ricard, but people yeah. are talking to him, and as we see in the right. um the next episode preview, you know he's gonna get some deals cut to him. Yeah, yeah. Well, another interesting thing that happened before the challenge is uh, Liana was very shocked and surprised 
that they voted out Chantel. And I feel like she reacted as if she was shocked, but it was more anger than it was shocked because they literally right. told her that was going to happen. I mean, we saw right. an entire moment on the beach where Danny and Deshaun went to Liana and said, we're gunning for um, Ricard. Yeah. Well, and then, but then Ricard won immunity and they said, we're gunning for um, Chantel. You know? Okay. This was, yeah, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the previous episode. Right. Yeah. They literally said we're voting out Chantel. And Leona didn't go along with it, but she also wasn't like that stupid. That's the worst move ever. At least we didn't see that. So her shock in this episode was a little shocking to me because um, they literally told her that they were going to do it. And then she freaked out. I feel like the freak out was more like, um, I feel. I think the freakout was more like, wow, like you really turned on this like powerful alliance we had, all that it, stuff. It was like Jeff Goldblum when he first goes to Jurassic Park, and there's that moment where he's just like, "You crazy son of a bitch, you did it," you know. Like she knew it was gonna happen, but it was like actually seeing it is different than, you know, seeing it actually play out is different than just knowing it's going to play out. So, um, yeah, it's interesting because it's like, um, on the only other thing I can think of is where there just so many plans circulating that that was, they just showed us the most interesting one. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll have to ask uh, that's, that's, we'll put that on our questions board was just like how many different plans. It kind of depends on season per season. Cause some seasons based on what we've heard from survivors, for the, most of the votes, there's one plan, and that's the plan. Other survivors on different seasons will be like, there's a million different plans constantly changing. It really depends on the season. So we haven't uh, obviously haven't talked to anyone from this season. We will uh, in ex interviews after the season. But um, also glad that we finally got uh, on a personal level with Danny this episode, which made me think i oh i texted you during the episode i thought that was a clear indication that he's going home because we th th this happens at least once per season someone who has been a little bit in the background all of a sudden gets you know an episode where they're at the forefront and it's sad they'll tell an emotional story get people on their side and then they'll be cut at the end of the episode so i was like oh right. oh shit. danny's it going already home. it already happened to jd so yeah yeah um, and then kind of with Chantel, I mean, she kind of had that personal episode. She didn't get voted off till like the next week. So we kind of got like a fake out episode, but, um, yeah. So I'm glad we kind of got on a personal level with Danny. Cause I feel like not to, not to like, not to downplay other people, but I feel like Danny might have the most, or one of the most like interesting light lives or backstories. And that's before I even knew all the stuff with his dad. Um, so I'm glad right. that we finally got like our our personal. I mean, he's man. he's literally out there lying to them about what he does for a career, you know? Right. Because they don't know. There's kind of an under underrated storyline here that like it's been 20 days. I don't even think Deshaun knows that Danny was on the Cowboys. Right. You know? Yeah, we definitely haven't seen him talk about it with Deshaun, but um no. You no, know, I do like this whole new school editing style that um has to be very influenced from Australian Survivor. I don't see how it's not, uh, where we get to see their personal lives. We even saw pictures. They even showed us pictures. The Survivor's been so only show stuff on the island. In this episode, they're like giving us pictures and videos and clips. Um, of yeah, that's lives. a that's an aspect of Australian Survivor I really like. Now, granted, mm -hmm. those Australian episode Australian Survivor episodes are way longer. Yes. Um, but you know, I still like it. I wish Survivor episodes were that long. All right, let's talk about the twist. What'd you think? And would you? What would you have done if you were in this position? Okay. What did I think? Yeah. I think it wasn't as bad as everybody was making it out to be. Like, I, like we were hearing chatter that it was going to be the worst twist of all time, worse than when they got to kick out somebody on um, 
you know, whatever it was, water. blood versus water. Here's the funny thing. I actually called what this challenge here's here's the funny thing. I called to my girlfriend what this challenge would be, except I thought it would be harsher. What I told my girlfriend, my prediction, of course, I couldn't say it to you because I wasn't on the podcast, but I said, I said, I think it's gonna be whoever's out of the challenge first is voted out. That's what I said. I said mm-hmm. that I think it's gonna be like that bad, right? Of course, I, I misjudged some parts, like you, you know, you could participate or not participate. Right. Um, but so I it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I still think it was unnecessary. I guess that's the word I would use to sum up this twist unnecessary um now would i have done it no i would have i would have sat out because um the way they set it up is that like only the strong competitors are going to compete which puts your chances even higher of you going out first like we saw like everybody did pretty good besides deshaun like everybody there like lasted pretty long i mean they got to literally three people Actually, four people picked up the max amount of blocks. Right now, Erica, Erica dropped, but you know, it was so. So that was crazy to me. Um, I do feel like I'm not saying Survivor scripted at all, but I do feel like production does push certain things to happen. And I, the whole vibe I was getting from the entire episode is that there's no way Deshaun's going to go home from this. Like, the editing is just not showing that at all. Like, it seems like everybody's preparing for this vote out, and it's just going to be so anticlimactic if nothing happens. You know, right. this whole dilemma of Liana or Ricard. I feel like if Deshaun went out, they wouldn't show that. Also, I feel like production realizes that people would be really pissed off if Deshaun went home. So I'm not saying it's scripted, guys. I just want to say that. But I am saying I do feel like there's – I do feel like production did push for Deshaun to not get voted out. Don't ask me how. But I just yeah. – I don't think – I don't think it was in production's plans for anybody to go home from that twist. Yeah. No, we'll definitely talk about the vote out later. Um I wanted to get to some 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 math. We're going to talk about some math here. So shout out to um, Tommy Smokes from Barstool Sports, our boy, and, and his uh, channel, uh, Snuffin Snuffin Torches, his podcast. They um, they took the time and did the math. I'm not going to read because it's a whole breakdown. It's a whole equation, but. If you if you want the full mathematical breakdown, go to what's his at at Tom Scabelli. Uh, but essentially, if you chose to participate in the challenge, it gave you a thirty percent chance of immunity and a ten percent chance of going home. Um, if you chose to sit out, one person wins immunity, which means there's a one in six chance you're the person voted out, which is sixteen point seven. But there's also the added 50% chance that the person who does the do or die twist is going home, thus ensuring your safety. I know it was 33, but eventually he it was 50-50 because he had the chance to choose one or the other. So sitting out ends up coming to an 8.3% chance you're going home um, compared to 50 uh, or, or opposed 16.7 if you would have played. So long story short, if you sat out, there was an 8.7% chance you go home. If you played, there was a 16.7% chance you got home. So mathematically, if you sat out, you were half as likely to go home. Cue the clap. It would have been interesting if nobody participated and you just had a tribal where no one was immune. It also would have been interesting if Danny would have given Deshaun his immunity. Would that even be possible? No. No. Okay. No way they would allow that. There's no way. What's also interesting, and I didn't know this until I talked to, and I'm not going to say who because they haven't told me if I'm allowed to say this. I won't say their name, but... Um, hopefully we don't, have, we don't have to edit this out later, but I'll just go ahead and throw <laughs> That's it out. never happened before. We've never had to edit anything out of a podcast. I've never... that, is, 
that a season 41 contestant spilled spilled the beans onto us privately. But I don't think this is a big deal to say this. The survivors, according to blah, 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 didn't know the odds at tribal council. Meaning they didn't know it was going to be a one and three. I thought it was going to be a 50-50. To me, that means Same, sense. same, yeah. So not only did they not know the odds, but they asked Jeff repeatedly, please, can you tell us the odds? Oh, you didn't see this on TV, but they said, please, can you tell us what the chances are before we make the decision to sit out or not? And Jeff just wasn't budging. So that's that's our insider knowledge. Okay. We're the we're the insiders right here. Um they didn't know that. They didn't know what the odds were. Um my take, uh the twist sucked. I think it was terrible. I think it was the worst twist of the game, minus Liana's, even though Liana's advantage didn't end up actually ended up leading to a pretty great moment. This didn't lead up to a great moment. I don't think Deshaun so... not getting good enough. I think it was yeah. anticlimactic. Exactly. I think it would have been more anticlimactic if he had gone home. So I'm glad he didn't right. go home because I really want to see. I mean, I, I really want to see a Deshaun, Xander, Zan- and Ricard final three because I think that'll be the best final three ever. Oh, yeah. Best. That's a, that I, I highly doubt that's going to happen because everybody and their mother wants to take Heather home. But um, that would be interesting. I was working out possible final threes in my head while I was laying in bed last night trying to go to bed. <laughs> and, you know, if you're if you get to a point where the final four is uh, is Ricard, you know, Xander, Deshaun, they all make it to the end. And you have somebody like Heather along with you in the final four. If if Deshaun wins, who's probably the like as of right now, probably the least powerful of the power three guys. If right. you're Deshaun, I would argue that you do a strategy that we haven't seen on Survivor really with a final three, but could is the best chance for it to work which is vote out heather and split the votes among the two most powerful people so i mean that is a possibility there another calling thing it right is, now that's happening all right another thing too is one before this episode i don't think deshaun is actually in as much as a uh, a chance to win as the audience sees it like the audience he's like a high favorite but he really hasn't done that many like big moves i mean don't get me wrong deshaun is like you know him and ricardo like my two and xander are like my three like favorites like i want to see them all come back love deshaun but like as far as moves that we've seen we really haven't seen him done that many uh moves well his his moves have been putting together alliances Things that haven't been seen to the jury, well, not, you know, aren't like public moves like Ricard made yesterday. Ricard, right. yesterday, that was the first, like, like big move post-merge, you know? Well, like that's the, the thing. is like move. Deshaun wanted Chantel gone. Like, you could, all the scenes about, like, you know, they wanted the, the all-black Final Four. Um, that was definitely something Deshaun, like, was thinking. But it was clear that he wanted... Shan gone because he saw her as a, a major threat in his way, probably the biggest. Right. But it was Ricard who ended up pulling, at least from what we saw, it was Ricard who pulled the trigger on Chantel. So it was like Deshaun thinks of these big moves, but it seems like someone else always pulls a trigger. If there's one moment or move that has helped Deshaun stock to win the game the most, mm-hmm. it was probably his his speech at i guess you could call it at tribal council today that might be the single biggest uh thing in his resume and it's not really a move as so it's like a jury play and i don't want to i don't want to say that you know obviously there's more deshaun didn't say all of his words yeah but deshaun well right but you can't deny there wasn't a little bit of jury pandering going on there um by by default by default of course it is by definition jury pandering when you're apologizing to a member of the jury and you're not even at the final tribal council yet yeah i don't doubt that deshaun didn't feel bad you know i don't don't, 
He cried. Yeah, of course. You know, I am an actor. I can cry on command. But, yeah. but Deshaun's you know, not. He's, he's Deshaun's not. So I'll believe him. Well, then, as far as we know. It. No. I thought you said you could cry and come out. Let's see it. You got to give me a few minutes, and then that would take up too much time oh on the podcast. Yeah, oh I can't. My. I can't cry. You gotta let me. You gotta. You gotta give me a few minutes, man. All right. Well, I'll talk for a few minutes. You build it up. Um, no, I'm good. I can't cry while talking about Survivor. Well, for the people listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, which, by the way, we're on all three. The link to the, all three is in the description. Check those out if you don't want to watch us and you can only listen to us. Like if you're on a car ride, a train ride, or a plane ride, or a boat ride. For all those people, um, I know you can't see, but Gideon is not crying. Um, right. Just wanted to say real quick, I also would have sat out, uh, and that's before all the odds. Uh, would have been really cool to see Vochi in that situation, just like breaking down Ten, all the thirty-three point three-seven percent chance of going home. Yeah. Um. Yes. I miss Voce, man. This this season has a gaping hole, a gaping Voce sized hole. Yeah. I I can't stand it. And but Ricard how... wore a, Ricard was wearing a shirt today, so in a way, yeah. Voce was with us all. Right, and uh, Chantel was wearing it last episode. Right, so Voce still lives on. Yeah, he would have Rob been a King. great jury member too. My goodness, he would have been a great everything. I was such a Voce, such a Voce stand, and they yeah. just ripped him from me. You know what? That that this is ten episodes ago. I can't I can't get on my high horse now about it. But <laughs> um, other thing about the challenge, just real quick, if you would ask me who's the two least likely to sit out, I would have said who. Um, like who needed to win the most? Who needed Liana? Yeah, and Heather. And who were the two that ended up sitting out? Liana and Heather, but that's smart because they suck at challenges. Still, I, uh, I they they would have lasted longer than Deshaun. I believe that, but I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah, Ricard uh, with the uh, the overhands. Interesting. We'll have to uh, add well, Actually, he was switching grips every round. So he went overhand, then underhand. Then yeah, but I feel again. like he should have ended with under. No? I don't know what he should have done because I've never done that challenge. And, you know, I've only competed in an online version of Survivor. I don't know the challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Danley finally wins immunity. Uh, I can't believe it took one of the seemingly most uh, athletically gifted players in the show's history this long to win. Um, but obviously of his athletic ability, probably um, strength and agility are probably the two most. And none of the individual immunities thus far have really been. Either. These have been these have been balance uh, endurance challenges, which favor yeah. Ricard, the dancer, the most. Uh, you know, if you guys don't know, Ricard's been in national tours yeah. for musicals as a dancer. He's been a part of some, uh, you know, DCI performances uh, as a dancer. Um, he said, you know, I'm a dancer as well, and I know how freaking difficult that crap is uh, to stand there. You know, you, as a dancer, you are you have to stand in a certain position and hold yourself in a certain way for so long. Yeah. I would have, if you would have asked me, all these endurance challenges would have favored Ricard. So that I, I thought, I thought Ricard would win this one again since it was another endurance one but uh there was a bit of strength involved i guess so i even though football is sprinting for seven seconds and then holding hands i will give it to danny you know it was a great performance yeah no i can relate i'm a dancer as well um many a college party i uh busted out the dougie and um laid down the law in that realm uh Yes. Okay. The one interesting thing that happened in the very brief moment between uh, the challenge and tribal council, which was very brief. I almost forgot there was anything till I looked at my notes um, on my phone. Uh, was Danny uh, 
you know, tries to find because uh, it's three on four. It's three on four, as, which is could be worse, right? It could be four right. on two, it could be five on right. one. All they need is one person to flip. Uh, the person who is the the worst player, and no offense, but probably the person who's the or maybe the most gullible uh, or the least social awareness of the game is Heather. So they kind of gone after her. Uh, then you have um, Erica, who's probably the you know the one who wants to make make a big move the most. But instead, the person they go after is Xander, who they've Danny has never worked with, who um, is, uh, you know, even though this is his first challenge win, someone he's always competing against, someone who's been on a different boat with him almost every episode, if not everyone. And Xander is clearly using Ricard as a threat meat shield. So the one person who he's the least likely, in my opinion, to get the flip on Ricard is Xander. But instead, he chose Xander to, um, you know, to go to uh, to get Ricard. And obviously, that just um, wasn't the case. The the I I can't um I I do you do you have any ideas why? No. Why he went up? Unless he also went after Erica and Heather, and those scenes were just boring, and they just didn't show them. Uh, I have no clue why Danny decided Xander was going to be the one he was going to talk to because he did when when he had his meeting with Deshaun, he did say, "I'm going to go talk to Xander." Deshaun was like, "All right, cool." If I was Deshaun, I would have been like, "What? No, right. why would you do that?" Right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so Tribal Council. The thing is, like, I don't know if we're the most qualified to to speak on the subject matter of tribal council. You know, what do you mean? I'm a I'm a I'm a pasty white guy who grew up yeah. in Tennessee. I'm I'm the right. <laughs> um, you know, like we said at the beginning of the episode, I feel like if 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 Jeff's tweet was real, it was probably that what they were referring to. You know, it's something that has been like lightly touched on uh sort of you know obviously referring to like not only black representation i know it was mainly uh obviously chantel couldn't speak if there was one time jeff would have let the jury speak it probably would have been this but he obviously didn't uh it was mainly deshaun and liana talking which you know makes you think it was alluding to just black representation on this show obviously it was more than just black representation it's it's just yeah i mean they were for the most part talking about black representation but obviously the actual casting Mm -hmm. um thing was having 50 percent uh people of color and that includes people on the season that are still in the game like erica and ricard right right um yeah, so those two didn't really have as much uh, to say, or at least the edit didn't show it. It was kind of all Liana, uh, or um, Deshaun. I mean, Liana. you know, I don't think they were going to... I didn't think they were going to say anything because the conversation was mostly surrounding the Black Alliance of Four. Um, mm-hmm. You know, right. that, that Ricard and Erica were left out of, even though they are people of color, it was a Black Alliance, so... Yes. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I am glad that they talked about it because it was kind of like a big elephant in the room that like this change had happened with CBS and like wasn't touched on at all. Yeah. You know, like and like and like social media is erupting over it, even though they can't see social media live. Even though it was interesting that Liana was talking, being like, I know you guys are sitting at home, probably like, why does Survivor have to get, you know, political or whatever? It was almost like, you know, she was seeing the future with people um you know some people that we even know uh you know saying oh why why does politics have to intertwine with survivor that's so stupid um i thought that was pretty funny yeah uh, i mean referring to those people yeah i mean when it affect if it starts to affect the gameplay in a major way like then i can understand the which it did you know there was a there was a black alliance and you know an alliance in the game based off 
that failed. That failed. It, it fell apart, and, you know, especially after this last season of Big Brother where that there was a lot of drama with that too with yeah. the Cookout Alliance, mm-hmm. you know. And what, what I did like about, you know, compared to Big Brother – um, you know, comparing Survivor to Big Brother with the Black Alliances is what Liana said, which is just like, we didn't come into this, you know, just wanting to, you know, a black person win, you know, go, you know, she was, she said something along those lines, like, we didn't see each other as like just four black people just trying to get each other to the end, like we just came together mm-hmm. as survivors with a common goal, you know, and I, I liked her saying that. Um, and right. you know, I look, even myself, I don't like it when when things get, you know, a little political or anything, but I was glad personally that all this was said just because it was a big change to the casting yeah. that was pushed by ex-survivors like Chitia and Davey. Um, and you know, I'm glad that it was addressed. And I think Liana was a great person to address it. Kinda ironic that she's talking about all of this and get, and then gets voted out yeah. you know, five <laughs> minutes later. But still, but if she hadn't said all that, then it wouldn't have been the greatest episode of all time. This episode was not the greatest of all time, but it was a good conversation, I suppose. I knew we were in for something when I looked at my phone and it was 835 and we were in tribal council. I was like, yeah, what the heck? (laughs) Right, right. Um. So Deshaun, we find out only gets a 33% chance, which is complete bull. Should have been 50-50. Um, but he survives. Let's be honest. It was always going to be 100. Deshaun had no chance of going home. I believe that. I'll take that to the grave, man. Deshaun was not going home. All right. Gideon also thinks the earth is flat. What I don't understand is, no, I don't. why did they vote Leon? <laughs> I would, I've been meaning to get to this to like, uh, why did they vote Liana? The only thing I can think of is that because she's a bigger challenge threat, but but she hasn't come close in any challenges. Bigger challenge threat compared to who? To Deshaun. Well, I don't understand why they didn't. Deshaun vote Deshaun was immune. What do you mean? Oh, he was immune. Yeah. Did you not know that? I did not know that. Okay. <laughs> Well, because he, because he yes. got this. Wow! Totally did not pick that up. I was writing notes the whole episode on my computer, and I must have been typing at the mo- at every moment Jeff said that. So right. Deshaun, whoever who, whoever survived do or die would be immune, along with whoever won the challenge, and then they would vote. Okay, totally did not know that. Well, I feel dumb. Now I totally no, get. So it, that so is why they be. went for Liana. It had to be okay. Liana, or else they, or else the Alliance of Four would have cannibalized themselves. So that's why Ricard said, "I hope Deshaun dies." Dies because if he, which was hilarious. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's, it's all making sense now. Okay, so, um. So now it's just so now it's Deshaun and Danny versus the four. And honestly, they can tease us all they want in the previews for next episode that oh, there's gonna be a crack or something. Um, but I, for I, just, me, I just don't when see. they put crap when they put that crap in next episode on Survivor, I feel like the opposite is just gonna happen. <laughs> I, I feel like there's no chance uh, unless it's like a double immunity win and Deshaun and Danny win, or they find an idol, like we saw. Uh, I I just I don't see any scenario that I think I think it's too, I think it's all in Xander's hands. Of course, we didn't talk about him playing the extra vote, which I thought was which was a good move. I thought it was the right time for Xander to play his extra vote because Erica was kind of in the middle, and that ensured right. that whoever went home would go home. The only other th- reason I could see the power for potentially breaking up is Erica seemed like she was kind of on the edge and Xander playing the extra vote obviously is him saying, I don't fully trust Erica, which he should now, but now Erica is like, Oh, he doesn't trust me. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, I don't know when the last time Xander could have played the final vote or the extra vote. Maybe if I was Xander, I would lie and say, this is the last chance I had to play my extra vote. So that would be him played it. 
that would be a smart be move. Very smart. I don't. Move. I don't foresee Xander doing that. But if he does do that, we called it here on the Survivor Buffs. Don't forget it. That that would be a, a really really smart move. Um, uh, such like a, uh, it's crazy how sometimes just telling someone one sentence worth of information, whether that information is true or not, can potentially win you or lose you the game. <laughs> because if he tells Erica that one sentence being a lie, that could keep Erica from flipping, which means that Deshaun and Danny go next, which means Xander potentially wins the fire making and then wins the game. Just saying. It's crazy how telling someone one sentence sometimes can win or lose you the game. Not saying Xander does win. Uh, if you ask the deep survivor uh, community online, um, then uh, Erica is the winner. And that's not based on any spoilers or uh, boot orders or leaks or anything. But the people in like the deep survivor community that are all on Reddit and watch all the podcasts and everything – uh, are convinced that Erica is winning this season. So right. they've like broken down uh, confessional statistics and compared to previous winners, compared to like Erica's uh, post game Instagram accounts, compared to previous winners' post game Instagram accounts. The, the survivor, the deep survivor community, it's probably like a thousand or so, are convinced that Erica's winning. Um, if Deshaun ends up winning, this episode was a perfect, like, uh, like not climax of his game, but like beginning of the climax. Um, because rising action is right, what it yeah, would be called the, the start of rising. I, I'm, I'm a filmmaker, I know. Um, are you? Do you know? You didn't yeah. even know that Liana went home because Deshaun was immune, so okay, I don't trust you. You also believe that the earth is flat. I don't right. believe that there is a slide. I just believe that production rigged it for Deshaun and I go home. I literally right. was on the couch and I looked at I looked at Livy and I was like, I was watching with my girlfriend and I said, okay. Yeah. Deshaun's not gonna go home. Anyways. So I took a hit in the fantasy game. Uh yeah, but let's I be real here. <laughs> let's be real here, Brad. <laughs> but I and Liana had no chance of winning, even if she made final three. Unless she pulled off some crazy Chris Underwood style finale, I don't see her winning against anyone except Heather. Uh, maybe Danny. But God, could you imagine if it would have been a Danny, Liana, Heather final three? Um, I would. I I, I would probably cry. Right. Um. Okay. So I feel like the winners on my team. Right. Yeah, the only chance I have is Deshaun. Deshaun. Right. Right. Um, Which, there's a chance. Yeah, just like there's a chance the earth is flat. Um, right, who, well, is, who would have been your MVP last week? Would it would have been Ricard? Of course. Right. Of course. That was 100%. mine and Drew's. Who's your MVP this week? Ooh, tough. Um, but I'm going to... I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give it to Xander this week, um, because he used his extra vote. I think in a smart way, yeah. he kept the alliance together, even though Erica was like kind of swaying away. We saw him having conversations. Um, you know, it's hard to not give it to Danny because he won immunity and had a great storyline arc this episode. Unfortunately, he's on the wrong side of the vote, and I can't give you player of the episode if you're on the wrong side of the numbers um right. so uneventful episode but if i had to give it to somebody it would probably be xander not a bad choice but i think for the first time of the season we are going to disagree on mvp and i hate All to right. sound like a broken record but once again i just think ricard is playing a top-notch game he follows up the biggest move of the season with playing backseat still on top of the numbers even though every but every almost every single person this episode including Xander, Heather and Erica's three alliance members every single person this episode go back and rewatch it every person said that Zan that Ricard was the biggest threat to win and he got zero votes uh still remains a top dog in the power 4 
He did uh, not get zero votes. He got three. What? Oh, uh, I mean, okay. I don't know why I said zero votes. He he didn't go home. He didn't he didn't get any votes from the people who. I guess what I meant to say is he didn't get any votes from the people who would have likely flipped on him. It was obvious right. that Deshaun, Danny, and Liana uh, were gunning for him, but Xander, Erica, and Heather also said that he was the biggest threat to win, and no one flipped on him. I guess that's what I meant to say. I just – the no reason – just to double down on my Xander um, player of the episode is – He's he was he's way more aware than the beginning of the season was right. trying to make us think he was. Right. He was saying that he can't send Ricard home because, you know, it's the classic Tony Vlachos argument to all the great players in season forty, which is, well, if you go and you're the biggest threat, or if I or if I go and you're the biggest threat, then you're next. And you know, Xander has that mentality that like he knows that. He knows where the totem pole is. He knows that he's number two behind Ricard. You know, props to Ricard for getting there, but people are eventually going to gun for him, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, if people gun for him at Final Four, like, good on him, but I feel like, he, you know, people are going to gun for him before that. Um, they already have been gunning for him. and just haven't got the numbers for it yet. I, I love Xander's awareness on timing, right? Right. And, um, I mean, I do feel like, you know, we're going to see like a Xander Ricard shootout, even though they're like kind of a weird duo right now, which is pretty interesting to see. Yeah. But I mean, this is, this was, you know, prime awareness and positioning from Xander this episode. I, I love Ricard. Great episode for him again. But I just think I, I, that was my favorite part of the episode was Xander saying, you know, yeah. I, I can't send Ricard home because if we send Ricard home, I'm, you know, it's obvious I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest threat now. Right. Last question I'll ask, and then I'll give my answer to who is, who are you? Uh, I'll make a three part question. If the season ended right now, who would win fan favorite? Second question. Who are you personally rooting for to win? Not even, not even considered like if we didn't do the fantasy teams, and then three, who do you think, like if you had to put your money on someone to win, who would you think? And I'll go first if you want me to. Okay, go first. Okay. Fan favorite? Uh, I feel like this is obvious. That's funny because I think fan favorite's the hardest. Because okay. I because because I feel like the, the best candidates have been voted off, like JD and the Seer. I feel like Ever. fan favorite has to be final six, final seven. So I'll say, I'll say, uh, I'll say, ugh. actually, wow, this is like the hardest one. I thought this would be easier. I'll say Deshaun for fan favorite. What? Yeah. I think it's obviously Xander, personally. Uh, I mean, if it would go to a vote, it'd probably be Xander. Yeah, like if it like if the uh, but like like if it actually went to like an online vote because the people who would vote would probably be Sander fans. But um if we're talking like what fan favorite is now, where it's basically just Sia picking someone, uh well if Sia or, had to pick somebody, it would be some sort of activist like Deshaun, you know, congratulations. But I mean, if we're talking about actual fans here, Xander's you know, people, pe people, people are pissed at Deshaun for turning on Shan. People are, you know, not as pissed as Danny. Danny definitely gained fans appreciation, but he's still been kind of invisible. Ricard pissed everybody off with the come on in guys thing. Um, and then <laughs> they, and then they also, he'll never and, then, and, and then, and then he, um, and then he's been living behind Shan up until a few episodes ago, where now everybody's starting to finally taking like a liking to Ricard. Well deserved. For me, John, I, I still think the Sean. For me, Heather's invisible. For me, it's Xander and then Erica. For fan favorite, you think Erica better than Deshaun? Right. I think I think Xander's on top just because he's playing. He's playing a better game than Erica. 
But Erica also has a lot of stands out there. You're asking me who I think fan favorite is. Yeah, but Erica over to Sean. I mean, I will say this. Xander does have the most uh, followers. Xander's good looking. Xander is playing an (laughs) underdog game. What? Good looking. Uh, What's that criteria? Well, that goes into it. It's the attractiveness bias. Oh, my gosh. And Deshaun's not good looking? Well, I mean, you know, he ain't he, he he's good looking, but I mean, Xander's like pretty, you know. Oh gosh, I've just I've completely gone off the rails here. I mean, why do you uh, why do you think poverty's so you know? Why do you think people like poverty? Why do you think people like Amanda? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. Why do you think people like Boston Rob? Because he's pretty. He's pretty, exactly. You know, yeah. people like Xander. Xander's good All looking. Right. He's playing an underdog game. People always root for an underdog. Come on, he had he wasn't able to vote at you know for like <laughs> half of the episodes. Come on. I will say I will say this: Xander has gotten the biggest followers bump. Like Chantel, I think has the most followers, and then, uh, but she had like a ton to come in with because of her TikTok fame. Um, but Xander went from like a couple hundred to like, I think he's got like 30,000 now. And Ricard is a close second. I think he has like 20, high 20,000s. Um, Sydney's right. up there too. Um, okay. Who are you personally rooting for? Not, Ricard. not factoring in. Okay. Oh. I was going to say not factoring in fantasy draft, but I guess if you're picking Ricard. I mean, who am I personally rooting for? I hope Ricard wins. It would be a, a great win. Um, right. Would definitely be at least a freaking B tier winner if we had to tier rank the winners again. You know, if you if you play like this, um, I think he's played a great game so far. He's really taking control at the right time. Um, you know, Chantel got too powerful too early, and Ricard I f- feel like felt that. So, um, but he's been likable. I've loved Ricard's confessionals. I've loved Ricard's personality throughout it. I like that he stepped on some toes. Um, he's my kind of guy. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with Ricard. And then who is, who do you think if you had to put your money on somebody, would it also be Ricard or someone else? I I think I'll put my money on Xander. Wow. Yeah. I think, I think if you had to, if you made me put money on somebody, I think, I think Xander has the best. I think Xander's in the best position of the game right now. Okay. You know? Because in my, you know, unpopular opinion, number one is not the best position. Yes. Uh, at final six. At, yeah. Um, me. Who do? Who am I rooting for? It's going to be Ricard. He was my winner pick before the game, and he's in a great position to win. He was so my I'm, winner pick too. I just wanted to be different from Adam. Uh huh. Sure. Um. Who, who would I put my money on? It's tough because now Ricard is, seems like is taking over the uh, the, the, the Devin's type edit. Um, I know. I know. But like Deshaun, I just, it doesn't seem like he has winner qualities as far as like the edit they're giving him. And Xander, it just feels like he, he's in the power alliance, but I don't think anybody wants to take him to the ends. Right. The only person I could no, I, I don't think anyone would want to take him to the end. I will, I will throw out a curveball here, and I'm gonna say, um, Deshaun wins. Put my money on someone. Okay, that's interesting. I would have thought you said Ricard, but because I think Danny goes home next week, and then hmm. I think that I think that either Ricard or Xander goes in final five. Because Erica and Heather are finally like, well, one of them's got to go. Right. And then Final Four will probably be... Fire. If, if Assuming it's fire, I'll say... Um, no matter... Unless he wins immunity, which is possible. In fact, it's likely. Ricard will be... If he doesn't win... Ricard will be no matter who wins, they will pick Ricard as one of the two to make fire. Probably. If, if Deshaun pulls a Chris and wins Final Four immunity, pits himself against Ricard and wins, 
he will get every jury vote. Right. Um, I don't think, as far as what we've seen from the edit, I don't think either are like fire pros. So if I had to pick, put my money on it, I would pit Danny going home next week, or Danny going home next week, five being Xander, four being Ricard, and then Heather and Erica getting like no votes or maybe Erica getting one and Deshaun winning. But I'm rooting for Ricard. Yes, but I also, also would love Deshaun to win because Deshaun is awesome. Yeah. Either, I'd also love Xander to win. I'm happy with either one. Right. Either one. Uh, okay. I'm going to finish up this episode with a couple announcements. Um, I'm going to run through them quick. As I said, uh, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. The links to all three in the description. Be sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already because we have some uh, really big things coming up, including next week we will have a special guest. It'll be Libby from Survivor Ghost Island. And then we have at least one very special guest for the finale recap, if not potentially even two very special guests. Um, we are going to do after the season, we're going to do a season retrospective with Coach Drew and Chris, potentially Riley, maybe some others from the reality pop team. We're going to have another Survivor Super Fan Roundtable. We're going to have five, at least five, we're hoping for five off-season interviews, including Jonathan Penner, um, Coach, and Token Sheens, um, and uh, who's the other one we have locked? Uh, Andrew Savage as well. We're going to do exit interviews with at least half the cast. We're going to try. I think we have 11 uh, locked in exit interviews. Um, mm. Don't only subscribe. You can also be a member where you get a free entry into a raffle to win this, a free merge buff. You get to sit in on uh, interviews that we do with um, exit interviews. Like when we're going to interview Ricard, you actually get to sit in on that interview. You won't be on the stream, but you'll be able to sit in maybe – Say hi, ask a question. can only do that if you become a member. You also get early access to interviews. Go ahead and go to our channel, and you can, um, right next to subscribe, it'll say join. Hit join to become a member. Uh, there's other bunch of other stuff that you get uh, by being a member, but it'll list it all there for you. Last thing, big announcement about uh, the future of Survivor Buffs. Um, Gideon, do you want to say it or should I say it? Um, you say it since you're like the CEO of Reality Bob. <laughs> uh, starting after um, the end of this season, uh, Survivor Buffs, me and Gideon, um, although we will still very much be a part of Reality Pop and the Reality Pop Network, we will actually be moving to our own separate uh, YouTube channel. So again, we'll still be part. If you're a member of uh, a me like a member of with all the uh, interviews, get sit-ins, uh, entry into the raffle for buffs, all of that will still happen with uh, with our channel. Um, you you'll get you'll get access to both channels, but Survivor Buffs will be on its own separate uh, YouTube channels. But again, still very much part of the network. We're still going to work with coach true we're still going to work with um survival worldwide with the challenge insiders all of that still be together but um we will be on our own separate channel so we'll announce that the channel will probably launch next week and starting with all of our exit interviews for season 41 will be on the separate channel so wanted to throw that out that announcement today again check us out for the recap next week we're going to have uh fan favorite libby from Survivor Ghost Island, and super excited about our guests for the finale. Also, if you live anywhere in uh, eastern Pennsylvania, New Jersey, or New York, or Maryland, check out, uh, go to Wendell's Twitter page. He's hosting a Survivor 41 finale party. Me and Gideon will be there. Coach Drew will be there. Um, a bunch of other uh, guests that I have not been given permission to announce Wendell will announce those guests, uh, past past contestants of the show, on his Twitter <sighs> in the coming days. Okay. Did I miss anything? Yeah, guys, pull up to that party, that finale party. Uh, Coach Drew, if you're of age, will buy you a shot for sure if you show up. <laughs> so do that. Um, 
even if you're not of age. Even if you're not, I'm not of age, and he tried to get me on it, but you know, I'm just not about that life. <laughs> it's also been confirmed that Gideon is going to one v one. DK Chill and Dean Kowalski, number two in Survivor Island of the Idols, in a basketball match. Confirmed. It is confirmed. I am going to 1v1 Dean from Island of the Idols, Division One basketball player. I will be playing him in a basketball game, um, you know, soon-ish. And uh, he's going to lose terribly. I am 5'9". Confirmed. Yeah. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Confirmed. See it? Confirmed. It's happening. I see it. And we're going to record it. A- It'll be on this channel. So subscribe so you do not miss that. You do not want to miss me absolutely dunking on Dean. Every I am the heavy underdog in this basketball right. game, but it's right. not going to matter. Subscribe. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. I am, Bye. I am the great greatest night. of all time. Everyone have a, 